it. We and each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this, the first token of the Alana priesthood, with its accompanying name, sign, or penalty. Should we do so, we agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots. Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? Yeah, so uh, did you have fun with Tommy then? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Tommy in person is way better than Tommy on the podcast. And I'm not saying that Tommy on the podcast is any way bad, but it's just that much better when it's in person. Yeah, he's like a... He's you know a how time. he greeted me was like pretty much a Renaissance fair man. And I was like, <laughs> this man's got eyeshadow. He's got gold I forehead. I did all that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just like, okay, are you a god? What is this? We sat crisscross applesauce across from each other, and I apparently was jabbing his eyeballs. I'm like, you're just weak, dude. <laughs> if He's you like, didn't you have crow's feet. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like, if you didn't work outside so much, Tommy, put some fucking moisturizer on it. Um, Poor man was dehydrating from the moment he stepped off the plane. I know, right? <laughs> you know what's funny? When I was going to pick him up, I got, uh, I was late because I got distracted because Idaho has a new license plate. And I was just staring oh. at it and I missed the exit. <laughs> And I was going to lie about it. I'm like, Tommy, I'm just going to be real with you. Idaho has a new license plate out. <laughs> oh, my God. I, was I got lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got lost. And, you know, I I guess let's dive right into it. I think I have a drinking problem. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's talk about that. <laughs> a lot of what we're going to address because uh, Tommy came into town last Thursday. So Kendra and I haven't recorded for about two weeks. So we have a lot to catch. There's a lot to catch up, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with the episode that we did last week where I just kind of talked about my sister uh, very mm-hmm. unapologetically, I think. Um, so <laughs> I was so, first of all, I didn't need to be drunk for Tommy to be here because I was so amped. My energy alone could have been enough to be have me be on a high level and been like social and stuff, but I got uh-huh. pretty drunky and was just super interactive with all the comics. <laughs> okay, so you recognize that yeah, it was, was a problem. A, a pr- okay, because that's yeah. uh, I didn't want to be a dick, but that's no, no, why no. I left I the table. Up, <laughs> I straight up, I straight up ta- went and talked to the comic after, and I was like, I am like, for, I straight up said, I'm like, I'm amped and I'm drunk, and I'm like, and it's not appropriate. I'm sorry. And he's like, it's he's like, it's fine. I'm like, no, I've really like truly felt like a dickhead. I'm sorry, but also. Uh, I think that's apples and oranges. Tommy Sabazo knows how to do crowd work and no other comic there did. That's true. <laughs> but imagine <clears throat> you're I, me, I, not drunk, <laughs> not drunk. One gal on the one side is just falling all over me. And then Bobby on the other side is going, oh! <laughs> and I was like, what the hell am I doing? So I got up. And I just went and ordered a drink so I could drink it in the back. <laughs> I It's funny because I, ever since we've been recording my brother's music sets, I've been, I've been hooping and hollering like that. I get so excited. I love the energy. Of yeah. This, this, and like all my friends have played Metro. It's so exciting that Tommy's there playing Metro. Yeah. Like 
alcohol made it a million times worse. <laughs> like I'm recognizing now that I probably could have just had like one drink or no drinks and I would have been okay because my energy level was so high. But I will say <laughs> I got my karma already. I already got my karma. <laughs> because So what happened? <laughs> I went to Dune on Sunday night with Rowdy. Okay. And uh, Tommy had given us shrooms, so we did shrooms. Oh, my God. And we're watching uh, Dune. And the Dune's three hours long. Great movie. Everyone go see it. So good. Also but, on uh, HBO Max. Yeah, but, like, you want to go – you want to see it in the theater on shrooms because it's freaky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the person sitting right a row ahead of us crinkled his bag the whole time. He had, like, a bag of chips or something that he brought in, crinkled it the whole three hours and I'm like how dare you interrupt this performance and I'm like oh I did that like two days ago (laughs) (laughs) like so I guess I reaped what I sowed there um there was do you know how much your bill was uh two hundred dollars yeah yeah how many Uh, of those were you at least seven holy fuck Bobby Seven oh. beverages over like four hours, three hours, two hours. I don't know. No, we got there super. I was just. I was just doing the math. No, pattern. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, no, I I feel like it was not. I wasn't. It wasn't malicious. My loudness. I know. I, was I know loud. you weren't. Yeah. So I mean, I do. <laughs> I apologize to everyone. Well, the other girl that we were with, she. F- fucking fell she kept falling yes i'm pretty worried about her (laughs) she's gonna listen to this i'm pretty Um, worried about you yeah i that was a good night to see that i don't want that kind of like i don't want that drunken negative i don't want that kind of attention so i'm gonna gonna did you see my comment on the (laughs) why is every here comes here comes the hate mel why is every picture of everybody of them yelling at bobby (laughs) Because I wouldn't let them not yell at me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Tommy was super generous. Like, he was nice about it, too. He's like, uh, yeah, that definitely didn't help me. But I think he killed it. And I also think the Utah comedy scene, even compared to Baltimore's small scene, is very embarrassing. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I was like, there's, like, ten people here, like, for Christ's sake. Oh, there was more than that. But barely. Well, yeah, but it's like, no one was, like, And it was really... Thursday night. That was, no I think was that was the biggest problem. Like, Honestly, if you're watching a comic, I was oh well way overdoing it. <laughs> but if you're gonna sit there with a sourpuss on, don't come to the show. Mm-hmm. Like they feed off the laughter, you know. So not my kind of laughter. I went too far, but I was like, um... yeah. There's just been instances too where I'm like, like how I almost rolled my car the other day, and how like. Well, you. I mean, with all of the hooping and hollering y'all were doing, I asked Tommy. I was like, do you think I should drive? He's like. <laughs> probably and i was like but do you think she will let me and he's like probably not and i was like okay so we're all just facing our life tonight no i honestly so then remember, i was like i remember hey. that i remember that whole like i remember the whole night i remember the yeah. whole entire night so yeah like, at least i wasn't blackout driving y'all around i guess no we wouldn't have let it happen <laughs> but but we tried we were like so should i drive and you're like nope then i was like well there it is <laughs> yeah i thought about that too i was like of course, no one had to get in the car with me. Uh, but it's uh, like, no, uh, I know, I know, I know. You're just gonna leave us? <laughs> no, that's by so the that's, homeless know, guy getting what... a blowjob. 
That's I what forgot about. If the choice was drive home with Bobby or get stuck in in that homeless person's lane, we're we're just we're just there. <laughs> um, no, I. But that's that was part of my come to Jesus that I'm having with myself right now. Is I'm like, uh, I had four other people there. Like, and what if we hit someone? And like, uh it's interesting what actually made this come to Jesus. Like it kind of made it come to fruition because I I'm into serial killer stuff hmm. and I was watching uh fake mental illness versus real mental illness. So like when people are getting interrogated, how they fake mental illness to get out of something hmm. versus someone who's actually mentally ill <laughs> and the mentally ill guy t- was clearly suicidal. He was trying to do suicide by cop in the most white man way possible, meaning he hmm. went and killed someone Mm-hmm. Completely confessed to it and said he needed the death penalty. Mm. He didn't get it. He got his. He got the rest of his life <laughs> in a mental institution. And I was like, I identify with this guy in a weird way because mm. I'm destructive. I'm self-destructive. But yeah, I'm you're also sabotaging. I'm also bringing other people into my black hole right now. And I need to. That's that's why I need to pop the brakes. Is because I can kill myself all day long (laughs) but when i get behind the wheel of the car when i have my friends with me when you know what i mean when i can't shut up during my friend's set that he came to baltimore for him to do like this is when so this is me i don't think it's gonna happen overnight but this is me holding myself accountable i just need to like if i'm gonna kill myself i just need to go out and do it i need to not do this bullshit haphazard gonna hurt other people way Sure, but can we also address that, like, it's not necessary that the only end of the story is that you kill yourself, right? I get that, but I also think that, I mean, we just talked about this with Valerie on the, on her episode where she's like, it's not a drunken Indian, it's a indigenous person who got stripped over thinking like, right, which is what we're going to get into today. (laughs) Right. Right. So, like, I'm definitely... I definitely have a mindset. Uh, you are in a that's pattern up to, it's of self-destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and I talked to my doctor today even, where I'm like, I still have suicidal ideation. I'm sure I'll have them for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm like, but it only really happens when I'm around my family, which is the when it's the most apparent. But uh-huh. the truth of the matter is, is I'm walking around like I want to die and I'm bringing mm-hmm. people in. So I apologize. I'm going to try to do better. But also like um okay so i've been noticing that you've been drinking a lot and i'm sad about it but only because i know that it's it's rooted in something deeper right and it's like that's exactly we're not addressing it it. yeah Yeah. and so like i'm not gonna say to you bobby or or our friend Uh hey why i mean you i'm not gonna say you need to stop drinking i'm gonna say what's going why are you drinking so much well, and the thing that sucks too is I'm blurring the lines of I'm depressed and I'm drinking and I'm out having a good time when I'm drinking. Like, I love going to shows, drink, have a few drinks, having a wild time, chopping it up. But it's morphed into something different. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I think a lot of things too is I don't want to be in social situations ever. I never want to be social. Cool. <laughs> no, that's but I'm fine. saying that. No, that's no. fair. That's what you we want you to recognize that, right? Well, but like I think that's where the drinking comes into play too is it's like I would like to go to a show and not have to talk to anyone. Sure. Which is also not true either. But like I make the effort to go talk to people and stuff, but it's just like it makes me more social and like 
it makes me less annoyed. Like, I feel like my normal state is an agitated bitch. Well, let's talk uh, about also the fact that pandemic has weakened our social capabilities because we're not strengthening those things or exercising those skills, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's part of it. I feel like I had this problem before the pandemic. Sure. But when you're when you're like really naturally introverted and then you're practicing extroverted skills and then you get locked down for a year and a half, the all of those skills just like go away and then that's when the anxiety creeps in because you're like I forgot how to do this. I forgot yeah. how to be out here. But again, I'm saying you can look back to my brother's band playing in 2002 and you can hear me you know being a wild banshee hooping and hollering of course it is different with a band than with a comic (laughs) but tommy and i are still talking so i figured we're good yeah i did apologize to him like several times he's like seriously don't worry about it and he knows how to handle the crowd so he did good and i i also talked to that other guy and i was just like i'm so like i'm like i'm such an ass (laughs) and he was cool about it but it's just like the fact that i have to go do an apology tour every time i go out is embarrassing well I love you. Well, thank you. I love you too. And that's part of the reason why I'm sorry you're going through this. No, I mean, that's part of the reason why I need to like lock it up. Cause it's like, uh, I had four, four people in my car, you know, you have, you have kid, the the other one has two, you know, Tommy has dogs and I know fiance like, and I, 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 if I, I think that behavior is okay when I'm drinking. So I need to quit drinking. I think it's part of the pro- part of the problem. And like, I don't know. It's complicated. Or, I, it's, like, it's, something, it's something I'm focusing on and trying to unpack. Sure. And you can't like quit cold turkey. That doesn't help anybody. No, you I have, mean, you have honestly, to kind of deconstruct the reasons why you drink in which situations and like, just look at it and be like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is it appropriate? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. No. Okay. Let's stop. Well, I think it's a weird situation too, because this is actually going to feed from one thing to another. Because I have an uncle, I had an uncle Marv growing up and he was a drunk and, um, I showed up to my nephew's birthday drunk and it's just something I've been thinking about for a lot of reasons. Part of it's because I've been getting a lot of heat for that episode. Yeah. And the other reason is just because I want to make sure that, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to be perfect for my, my nephew, which is a ball face lie too, bold face lie too, because it's like. I'm not, but I overanalyze everything I do because I want to make sure that I'm giving him a good example, I guess, that them all a good example, which is I'm failing miserably, but <laughs> um, I think it's how people are portrayed because like at Jake's house, his wife's Russian, he's a vet, they drink mm-hmm. and the kids see dr- alcohol, they, it's not a big deal, <laughs> like it's whatever. So I'm way at ease over there drinking and I don't really tend to do reckless stuff or anything like that. <laughs> And then around them. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's, we're just having a drink and we're shooting the shit or whatever. Yeah. Um, there have been times where I've been like, you're driving me crazy, Jake. I'm going to drink, get blackout drunk. So I don't have to hear you talk anymore. But this is before we kind of got cool with each other. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, in other situations, like my uncle Marv is the good example. My mom and my dad both judged him so hard because he was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And so I turned my nose up at him. And then my cousin, Mad, who's 10 years younger than me, and Marv died when I was, like, 22, so she was, like, 12. Um, She, they were best friends. She saw past all that. No one cared. 
-hmm. like that's that's uncle marv her nickname in high school was marv after him and i was just like it's interesting (laughs) how like some branches of the family act a certain way and some act a different way yep let's get into that later like please ask me about that so like i think so for those of you who haven't listened to the last week's episode please go listen to it just for reference i got into a lot of shit about my sister a lot of things that i'm feeling and i think what the ultimate conclusion here is uh a i think she's turning me into my mom's version of uncle marv Hmm. who like bobby's just a fucked up alcoholic ignore her uh, when I could really be Mad's version of Uncle Marv, which is Bobby's got her problems, but she's my aunt and I love her and she mm-hmm. loves me and I know that. <laughs> um, and I also think that I just haven't gotten past her role in my shit, like my suicidal shit, in my depression shit. Um, I wonder if I was setting up a net, like a a trap for her to fall into to see if she would. Hmm. Um, because, and I got to word this really carefully because everything I say is going to come back and bite me. But also like, it's good to reflect on what you're going to say before you say it, just because you're like, well, this has, this has ripple effect. Right. Right. So I'm not over my animosity to work my sister. Like I'm just cool. not. Um, That's fine. That's fair. There's still serious harbored feelings over, you know, her role in my low self-esteem. Now I'm not sitting here expecting her to do anything about it. Sure. Shit about it. It's clear to me that she doesn't value me, uh, who I am, what I'm doing. Um, one of the things she did that really, like I had to put up this trap (laughs) because I can't go back to letting myself love her. Like I used to hold her to such high esteem like I used to and have her do the shit that she does because as you all know uh she's been one of our biggest cheerleaders Mm -hmm. on this podcast and now she's because she's mad at me she's changing her tune (laughs) so like I first of all she had her I don't know if she had Marcy come in but Marcy is like my old she's Ob's best friend She's like her older sister and she's like, Hey, I listened to the episode and you need to like ease up on Ob. And I was like, I don't really, I'm like, I'm just telling you how I feel. She's like, well, I'm the oldest and I see my siblings. I always will think my siblings are stupid. And I'm like, and they'll probably always be annoyed by that. Yeah. And uh, is that just because that's the way it's always been? Does it need to continue to be that way? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Are we perpetuating trauma because of our sibling roles? Probably. Right. And it's like, I, for one, I I just don't understand why I'm it's like I'm like a bird in a cage hanging from the ceiling that's what I feel like Mm -hmm. like they want to see me they want to hear me but they want me contained in my little space they don't want you to fly yeah and it's like my sister came in hot like she was pissed and I think she has every right to be pissed okay but I need to clear for the record I don't think Draven's a loser because he's not close with the people he goes to school with in Panguitch, Utah. I am not friends with anyone I went to high school with there. <laughs> because a lot of them were my family. It took them forever to even accept me a little bit. And I think they're not like 
I'm not saying they can't develop into good people because I, I do have friends from Penguin who I absolutely love and adore, but we weren't friends in high school <laughs> and I don't give a shit about what my friends from high school are doing from Penguin High School. Like I just don't care um, because they didn't have really any, they didn't have any positive uh, influence on my life. Does that make sense? <laughs> like their views were shallow. Their thoughts were shallow. <laughs> their, uh, like the fact that we had to get young Republicans in the, in uh, a class of like a class of thirty five makes me want to slip my wrist. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like you're saying that like just because Draven doesn't, sorry, am I allowed to use his name? I mean, just I because been, yeah, whatever. Just because your nephew doesn't uh, associate closely with the people in his age group in his town, that's like not a reflection of Draven. It's kind of a reflection of his environment, really. Like, well, and like, I'm don't get she, too down about it. She like, she made it seem like I'm calling, like I'm making humiliating him. Oh no. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not <laughs> like, that's just what's going on. Like, and everyone I've been like, my sister's pissed at me. Cause I talk about her on my podcast. They're like, well, you have a podcast. Like if she doesn't want her life out there, like you're, she's part of your life and you talk about your life. Like and I have try to be really careful about the impact that we have on people. Like, like we don't say specific names or anything, but like, like I talk about my mom in ways that my mom would not like me to talk about her. Well, but right. that and doesn't mean that I, I can't talk about it because it's still my experience. Like, well, and it's frustrating it's like, to, sorry, it's frustrating to me that she cares more about what our listeners think than how I feel. I told her that too. And she's just like, she's like, I'm telling you how I feel. And I'm like, no, you're just putting, you're just whatever. Like I'm over it. Like I'm just over it. And she's like, oh, and Marcy told me that you said that I, you bring me down a sack of weed every month. And I said, no, that's not what I said. I said before <laughs> I was, and you use that as an excuse, you use me being a stoner as a reason why. And she's like, I don't smoke weed all day, Bobby. And I'm like, so what? Like me smoking weed all day doesn't hinder my life in any way. <laughs> and I don't really, I mean, I, whatever, but like the point of the matter is I'm so tired of the hypocrisy. Aubrey smokes weed, period. Like, every time she's with me, we get high, and she gets high without me. Uh, I'm tired of people who act like something they fully endorse behind closed doors is bad. I'm so tired of it. Fair. That's fair. Uh, like, uh, this is what, what's wrong with our country. This is, like, senators doing anti-gay legislation while they're getting blown in the bathroom by another guy. That's yeah, exactly facades, what this is. Right? It's a facade. Right? And that's what she said. Facade, facade, facade. It's like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of... <laughs> building these fake fucking statues of ourselves that don't make any, they're not us. They're not us. And you know what would be cool is if we all, everyone who smokes weed, which you're all out there. I smoke weed with a ton of people who don't talk about it. If we were all just open and honest about it, guess what? We could probably decriminalize drug marijuana. Like we could probably just really quickly de decriminalize it. Like I'm just tired of it. And like, we do have listeners in Penguitch. And if, if those listeners are going to listen to what I said about Draven and think, Oh, what a loser. Fuck, fuck them. you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> fuck them. What might happen is Tracy, one of our listeners who actually, you know, she has, she struggles with the town. Her son's Draven's age. Maybe she'll hear that. You know, I'm not saying Tracy, make your kid hang out. <laughs> I'm just sure. saying like, not everyone's living this perfect life. And Draven's not the only child on the planet who struggles to make friends with his classmates mm -hmm. and to make it seem like it's such a big deal that the world knows that drives me ape shit right and because <laughs> it's like don't single him out in a way don't single him out because he's not the only one experiencing it but like how are we going to bring it to light 
if we don't talk about it. Well, and I was saying too, like I was like the reason why the reason why I even mentioned it was I was like I'm stoked that he finally has a phone, and I'm yeah. also really stoked that he now has a phone. So she can't use me abandoning him against me anymore. Yeah, and I think that bothers her. <laughs> like I really think that bothers her. Um, because he has direct access now. Yeah, so it's like okay, well he has my number, I have his, you know, like. <laughs> I love that little, I love that kid. I love him. And I wasn't talking shit about him at all. So the fact that she's even alluding to that pisses me off so bad. Um, and it also really annoys me that she's like, you're broadcasting for the whole entire world to see when she's literally aired almost every bit of information about our family on Facebook over the past decade. Mm-hmm. Like when I wasn't ready to come out about my mental health, she was coming out for me. Right. You know, and I'm not saying two rights make her wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying like, you you're setting the precedence. I do have a podcast that you have told me for the, the months that we've had it out, that it's an amazing podcast. And we haven't all, I haven't always been kind to her on the podcast. And I feel like last week's episode was I'm frustrated as fuck. I need to talk sure. to you about it. It was and like an, it's, it's like, this is the experiencing I'm having. It's not the, like and reflective like of the, the whole relationship. Sister. Yeah. Right. And I was trying to get like the older sister's perspective and Marcy gave me hers. And it was just like, if you really just can't see how frust- how that can be frustrating for your younger siblings, who all of her siblings are older than me. Mm-hmm. So if she's still treating them like they're dumb idiots, they all, they all have wives, they all have houses, they have kids. Why is that okay? Yeah. Like I, And these are two women that I love. Like, I love my sister a lot. I don't know how if I like her very much. I do love her. I love Marcy a lot, too. They were both very important in my life. They still are. <laughs> but it's like... If I can't, if I'm not agreeing with you constantly in the way you act, we're done. Like, because yeah. I'm just like, whatever. And she told me that, like, I guess we're not talking anymore. And I'm like, you're dealing in absolutes constantly. And I'm like, one of these days we're going to stop talking. We're going to go on a break and we're never going to come return from it. And I think that's where we're at right now. <laughs> oh, I'm just Jesus. like, I can't do it anymore. It's a fucking roller coaster. It's literally a roller coaster to my emotions. I cannot handle it. And again, I think Ob's valid for feeling however the fuck she wants to feel about that podcast. I did talk about shit. I was pissed off. <laughs> um, but again, this is an art. I consider this to be an art project. I don't consider this to be a Facebook post. I consider this to be uh, we're sitting living, down. We're, we're discussing yeah. things. Yeah. Also, it's like we we come here every week with newer eyes. With, right. with fresher takes, with um, shinier mirrors held up to our faces saying, I didn't know that I was like this. Like, like take a difference in listening between you joking about drinking and driving last week and you joking about drinking and driving this week. Like, right. the tone is different. And so, like... We have always said this is experience. As long as it's translated correctly, we believe it to be true. Mm-hmm. We also have always said, like, please allow us to grow. Please allow us. Because, like, we're just fucking humans. We're not professional anything. Except you professional pot roast maker. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm making that recipe right now. <laughs> but oh, I'm um, probably coming over. <laughs> <laughs> feel free, fuck. Um, but seriously, like... Uh, I learn and I learn and grow from our two hour discussion every and, and week. And it's not just you and I that's learning and growing. Sure. People are, people are enjoying the conversation because it's not scripted or structured or, you know, decided. It's just like, we're just, we're all learning and growing. This is like a fucking hard thing to do. Well, right. And it's like, 
I get that when it comes to being real, she's probably a toddler, and I'm an adult. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it that way because I feel like chaos. I'm gonna say it again, facade. I feel like there's a certain facade. I mean, I my dick's always out in the wind, and maybe that's a bad thing. But I'm also like I don't have to keep track of anything. Facades. <laughs> what? The facades. We're just yeah, done. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, and it's like, and I've played the game where I've lied, and I've played the game where I've tried to be, maintain some idea of perfection, but it's not relatable, and it's no. not real. <laughs> so, and why the fuck are we doing it still? Right? What's the point? Right. 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 And I don't think anyone is listening to my podcast and taking notes, notes. on Aubrey. You know what I mean? No. And, and like, they, and again, if they if are, you are, fuck them. Yeah, you sh- you shouldn't because yeah, like grow up people it, these are our perspectives like they don't have to be yours like this is not gospel we're not preaching to you about what you should be doing or thinking or feeling like yeah like i'm not uh, it's not from god's lips to my mouth that's not what it is you know when it's i thought like... i saw your mom at the gas station yesterday i okay. wanted to go up and say hi how are you i know that you recognize me but i didn't because i'm chicken shit and well, I thought I mean, it might that, it might turn bad. <laughs> isn't that a perfect description of how we discuss the people in our lives? Where it's like we've I've talked about a bunch of horrible, horrendous shit my mom's done to me, but you guys also understand that I love this woman. Yeah, and also like if I did, if I ever see you, Carolyn, in public, like please don't think that I'm public enemy number one because I listened to Bobby's perspective of you, like. I'm still treating my mom with kindness. I would still treat... I, I mean... if I mean, if I met somebody's rapist, I wouldn't be like, oh, nice to meet you. But I'm saying, like, there is a level of, like, familial love that I have for the people of your family. I, I am seeing the good that you are seeing in them, too. Right. And but, like, still. <laughs> I also understand that Every single one of them has a, a reason to be frustrated with me. Yeah, because who would that. love their their shit broadcasted, right? Well, no, I mean, just even before the podcast, like I am the only one living outside of the box. I don't have a I don't have a spouse. I don't have dogs. I don't have kids. I don't have a house. You know, I'm suicidal. I'm depressed. Like it's probably it's got to be hard to be my sibling. It's got to be. It's got to be hard to be my parent. It's got to be hard to be my grandparent. I can just hear your grandpa roll his, rolling his eyes. Uh, <laughs> that one post, that one story you posted of him where he's just like, Murder. This, this fucking grandchild of mine. <laughs> I know, but I, I honestly, that bumps me out too because it's like, I don't get it. Like, why am I such this like, was pariah the right word? Like, why am I this like, dark spot on the family history? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing really anything that bad. No, I feel like I'm actually doing mostly good. But maybe that's my messiah complex coming out. <laughs> but like, I just feel like there's nothing wrong with being honest about what's going on in your world. Lord knows, I even though I am depressed and I do have anxiety and all this shit, I do feel like I am the most at ease real person in my family. Sure. Because we're not trying to. I'm not trying to play any games with anybody. Yep. And like. Maybe that's not true though either, because I think I subconsciously set a trap for my sister. 
But it's like, if she can turn on a dime and just everything she's been praising me for can immediately be like, and this and this and that. It's like, well, I told her, I'm like, I need you to figure out how you feel. And then when you're solid on that, then you can come talk to me because I don't want to hear you're cool with something one day. And then when you're pissed off at me, you're not cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just not interested. Like, I don't have value for people like that. I don't find any value in people like that. So you can have a very opposite opinion of me. <laughs> Anyone can. I'm. People don't understand the friends. I, friends I'm. Uh, I'm friends with people. I'm friends with the people that I love. I don't like to have one. One view. One. Aubrey and I can disagree on every fucking thing, so long as there's respect there. But I don't feel respected by her ever. Good point. Good point. Because I feel the same way about my sibling too. Like, uh, yeah. We're not respectful towards each other. Right. Uh, and like, I definitely try to be respectful towards Aubrey, but she feels that I'm failing. So I don't know even, that's something I need to work on. I don't know if I want to though. Maybe you just need a breather. Maybe you just need to work some things out. And then like, because honestly, adult siblings, I don't think they're meant to be in constant contact with each other. Like as, as well, the most well-intended, well befriended siblings need breaks from each other because you're individual humans right i agree and i disagree because with zach and ob obviously there's an issue there with jake there is not but before jake went got deployed like he got deployed like two months into the pandemic and like the february like so like even the january february he and i got into it or no, maybe it was like right before Christmas. He and I got into it because he was being really condescending to me about shit that I knew about. About cooking, about alkaline trio, about mm. drink making. Those are kind of the three things I, I'm expert on. <laughs> those, are, those are your three things on LinkedIn. Those are your three <laughs> alkaline proficiencies. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, I've had it. Like, I'm like, I don't want to spend my fucking Friday night being told I don't know what I'm talking about. Or being told yeah. that I'm annoying or obnoxious or whatever. I'm over it. Like, if you tell you can figure that out, I'm not interested. And it was really easy for me to set that boundary with him because he and I never got along to begin with. Yeah. But now, like, the pandemic hit. I hit him up. Um, we were not cool when the pandemic started. Uh, he was pissed at me. And I, rightfully so, like, I was just like, I'm over it. And he's just like, you're so dumb. Like, it's always something. And I feel the same way with Aubrey. It's like, it's always fucking something. And we're always breaking up. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think Jake actually put some thought into it. <laughs> And which is all I asked because um, me and my dad got into it too. And I, think, I think also Aubrey is going to think on it. Like, I, ho- I mean, I don't know. I don't know. She never, I think apo- she, she doesn't, she's a, she doesn't apologize for shit. Well, she might surprise you. I might be surprised by Ashley figuring her shit out. I mean like that. I mean, are you, do you want her to, do you want to be on good terms with her? I don't know what good terms with my sister looks like. I know mm-hmm. that there's pleasing Aubrey and pissing Aubrey off. Do you think that she feels the same way about you? There's pleasing Bobby and then pissing Bobby off? I think she'd say that. But I think in in reality, no. But I think, okay, I'm being biased because it's about me. You know what I mean? Which I don't feel that I am. But she doesn't think I live in reality. <laughs> sure. She told me that. And I'm just like, are you fucking for real? Like, I live in the city. I come down and visit. I. She's, you're making effort. <laughs> yeah. And, like, am I really not in touch with reality like i feel like as far as bobby alvey is concerned that's not really i'm too in touch with reality that's why i'm so fucking depressed 
I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm in my own little world, but it's mm-hmm. like I don't. I'm not naive or whatever. I'm in touch with. I'm not. In, I'm not out of touch with reality. <sighs> Point is, I feel like I'm doing this thing because I'm part of the problem too, because I do bend too quickly with my family, which is interesting because I don't bend with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like this guy at work <laughs> last night, he was shitty. First of all, uh, I was having a conversation with my female coworker about her period. She's like, I started my period like a month early. She's like, I just had it like a week ago. She's like, I wasn't planning on it. Do you have a tampon? And he goes, this isn't work appropriate conversation, ladies. And I want to be like, uh, 51% of the pro- the population experiences this and it's not work related. <sighs> and then <laughs> I mopped the floor and he kept I don't walking. think you should work there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, everybody there hates him. Like, I got warned I got warned even before I worked with him. They're like, you're going to hate him. And I was just like, like, just so you know, I got warned about you. Well, and then I was, like, mopping the floor at the end of the night, and he kept walking on it. And I was like, can you just wait for this to fucking dry? And he's like, you're going to have to wait till the end of the night to mop it. And I'm like, why? I'm like, can you just plan your route better? I'm yeah. like, I'm asking for three minutes here. Yeah. And I was just like, whatever. And I was just like, you're on my list now, dude. You don't want to be on that list, but you're on it now. Which I mean sounds psychotic. I guess I'm not in touch with reality, but it's like I just saw I just saw what you sh- I just saw what you were showing me, bro. I don't I'm not appreciative. But um, I do hope my sister listens. I mean, I at one point in our conversation, she told us we were done talking, and then she just kept sending me shit and sending me shit and sending me shit, misconstrued information. Like once she said that Marcy said that I said that she's I bring her weed every day, which or every month, which I didn't say. Um. I was like, nope, didn't say that. <laughs> uh, I was just like, I'm done. I'm done with these half-assed allegations that it's literally recorded. You can go listen to it and see if I said that or not before you come at me. Like, that's actually been a blessing about this podcast is it's like everything that I say <laughs> is, is recorded. Officially on record. <laughs> yeah. Which is another reason why I do like this podcast is because we do have to come back in and we do have to correct ourselves or be accountable for what we say right and that's the reason why i'm mentioning my possible drinking problem is i want to <laughs> hold myself accountable <laughs> i want to hold myself accountable to my possible accountability <laughs> no but what i'm saying is i think we live in a state where and i grew up in a home where if you have one drink you're an addict yep um and i just need to find a balance I just want to go out and have a few drinks with my friends. I want to be quiet at a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Like, but again, you've said this before. My, uh, my natural state is belligerent, whether I'm drunk or not. <laughs> so I don't know. But like, it's, uh, it's a, it's just the levels of belligerent <laughs> that you're dealing with. But I mean, part of your entire charm is that you are I'm belligerent. <laughs> honestly, like you are authentically you wherever you go. Uh-huh. I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to say, that even though I was slightly embarrassed <laughs> sitting between you and the other girl, uh-huh. I also thought like, wow, what would it be like if I just was unapologetically myself and didn't right. give a fuck about what anybody else thought? Well, it was I mean, something to be admired but to a degree. But there's a thin line there, right? There's a difference between... Of course, but I, that's what I'm saying. To a degree, I was like, well, she's herself. And am I being an asshole by being like, shh, shh. You know I what mean, I mean? Like, no, no, no. Like, don't I, be yourself. No, I, I, there's a time and a place. 
And that's what I'm saying. I like having the positive attention for being my unapologetically myself. But that wasn't in the situation. Yeah. We were we were being obnoxious, and because we were both hammered, and um, it made me it made me come to Jesus. So I'm grateful for the experience. But I I'm also like fuck, Alvy, pull it in. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, everyone was fine. I mean, no one was like a dick about it. And even Tommy was like, I don't care. He's like, you're certainly not. I mean, he does comedy in Baltimore. It wasn't his worst night. Yeah. And he got Mormon mill out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And he tried in and out for the first time. Good for you, bro. What did he get? Uh, a double, double protein style. Cool. Did he get it mustard fried? No. Oh, I don't, I don't do secret menu shit. I just get no tomatoes. Protein style is secret menu shit. <laughs> That's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I love? Winning. <laughs> like... Well, okay, but I feel like that's the Leo in you too. So I'm also dealing with this Leo mentality with my sister. And then we're talking about an Aries with my dad. He finally mm-hmm. responded to me telling, asking him if I wanted to take him out to the ocean. He responded. What did he say? He's like, uh, let's not do that. He's like, I just wish everyone would get over the trauma. Okay, fuck. Let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. <laughs> Trauma. Trauma Bonnie, guys. Welcome to the podcast. I'm, I'm Kendra. <laughs> this is Bobby. <laughs> Don't worry. My stories will come later, but I feel like we have to get this like level out here so that I can refer back to it when I, I mean, okay. when we just keep talking. Okay. okay. Number one, generational trauma. Why are we still dealing with shit that our parents didn't deal with? That's what I want to know. Your dad said, let's just get over the trauma. What You brought the trauma. That's exactly what I said to him. I'm like, do you not remember that you asked me when I was 25 fucking years old if when it got to be that point, if I take you out to the desert and shoot you? I'm like, I don't want to shoot you, but it looks like it's up to that point. So let's go swim in the ocean. I'm like, how about you and, you and your child that you like the least go out and swim in the ocean? That could be your last act. It's just like, why is that on you, first of all? And did he not realize that the shit that he did is the trauma? The shit that he did not deal with in a healthy manner Uh is the trauma. Where did he get that? From his dad, from his mom. Where did they get that? From their dads, from their moms. And then he brought more shit in because whether it was trying to do the job and keep up with his peers or... Fix, trying to fix that trauma he was had a, he was a drug addict yes and that added more trauma to my bullshit. yes so my mom has dealt with her own trauma right mm-hmm. she's dealt with sexual abuse from her family relatives that she was supposed to be protected from or trust and she did not handle it well she has I, she has a whole shitload i'm not going to get into my mom and i'm not going to sympathize with her a, i'm a little bit but i'm going to say like what did you do with your trauma? You buried it in abuse. You buried it in other men. You buried it in the bottle. You are not addressing your childhood or generational trauma in a way that prevents it from being passed on to other people. And isn't that your job before you start having kids? Yes. That's actually one of the reasons too, why I don't want to have kids. Cause I'm like, I can't bring a kid into this. Girl, I I thought I had it fixed up too. (laughs) <laughs> I thought I had it down pat and then I, know I had I don't a have child. Up. That's why I'm like ah! <laughs> I had a child. I she's an exact mirror. I am I am You guys are twins. Deep in the fact that everything I do is something that she is going to see 
and do herself. So I am, I am, you know, I'm here, I'm doing the dirty, I'm doing the dirty work to figure it out so that she has a better slate than I do. Right. Right. I don't know. I got a little bit mad that your dad was like, let's just get over the trauma. Well, you didn't do anything to help us. I was furious and I did not let him off the hook at all. And he just eventually shut down. And I'm like, are you seriously not going to talk to me about this? I'm like, you owe me to talk about this. I'm like, you're going to die soon. You want me to get past the trauma? I'm like, let's talk about it. He's like, I don't want to dwell on it, Bobby. I'm like, we don't need to dwell on it, but we need to talk about it. We have never talked about it. And he's just like, I'm tired and I need to go to sleep. And I get that he's dying of MS. (sighs) But I was like, please respect me enough to read my words and respond to me at some point. And he's like, okay, he hasn't yet. He won't. I'm like, dad, I'm like, I get that we're both adults. I'm like, but I am your child no matter what. I'm like, and I get to act like the child because for once I get to do it. I'm mm-hmm. taking it. I get to do it. I'm like, so if I'm going to be a little immature for the shit that you said to me, that's been awful and I'm reverting back. I'm like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. but I need to get through this. Like I need to get through it. <laughs> and like, you're the clock's ticking, man. I told, yeah. I told him that like the clock's fucking ticking. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about how generational so the the definition of generational trauma is just passed down from generation to generation it could be uh you know um several people are children of children of children who were in wars that could be part of it there's like um being systematically exploited uh continual abuse racism poverty traumatic these are all scientifically proven to cause genetic changes in us Uh so there's like the trauma that we go through which is just like i mean that is our personal trauma but then there's like passed down trauma as well so here are the uh how generational trauma presents this is from a health.com link that i will be sharing in the resources um, systems of ge- the symptoms of generational trauma may include hypervigilance, a sense of shortened future, mistrust, aloofness, high anxiety, depression, panic attacks, nightmares, insomnia, sensitive fight or flight response, issues with self-esteem and confidence. Those uh, they can also in- result in autoimmune disease or a greater propensity for illness. It kind of all ties back to that ACEs quiz that we took like last season, to where like if you endure certain traumas yourself you will experience those things but they also can be passed down through generational traumas that people aren't dealing with well isn't it cute how you say autoimmune disease i have crohn's disease my dad has ms yep 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 so where is it coming from trauma yeah i've known that forever well, you know yeah, it's funny course. when i got <laughs> no but it's funny because when i was 19 and i was sick at culinary school mm-hmm. and this is a, the stress of culinary school. B, my manager was a psychology uh, major and was telling me, your home life was awful. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. people shouldn't be acting this way. I got mm-hmm. really fucking sick. And the doctor would not associate it with stress. He just wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't associate it with what? Stress? He wouldn't associate it as he doesn't. <laughs> we were. This is the only reason why I give our parents and our grandparents. I let them off the hook. Is because medicine is coming so far where we're combining the two. Uh, yes. Mental and physical health. Yeah. I'm telling you, 
what, 14 years ago, the doctor was hesitant to associate mental and physical health with each other. Really? So he was like, it must just be like the soil off the fruit that you're using at culinary school. There's a bacteria Hmm. on it. Hmm. And it's like, Hmm. no, it could be (laughs) that I'm finally in a normal, quote unquote, normal circumstance where I'm my fight, my flight, fight or flight receptors aren't constantly going off mm-hmm. where I don't have to constantly worry about stuff where I can just sit in quiet if I want to. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning. It's a hard lesson to learn that the whole, your whole environment, even the one you thought was good was bad. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm guessing that's why my body started shutting down and it hasn't stopped. <laughs> it's a very strong body and I love it, but I'm sick all the time. Like, yeah, all the time. So it's, it, and my dad has dying of MS, like shocker. Right. Right. The shit's all related. Sorry. I totally. No, 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 away. no, no, no. Uh, I mean, this is the part of the discussion, right? Where it's just like, it's there. It's there. Um, I wanted to talk about some trauma responses mm-hmm. and then we'll, we'll just keep going. Okay. Uh, sorry, I get I get so stuck on like the transition. So no, I think like... it's so funny. I think it's like one of your quirks. I'm like, wait. So now we're going to talk about. Bob and I have actually talked about it fondly. Oh, how you're like how you're like precise. Like you're like you're you like you're detail oriented, and you want to make sure things are correct. I want to make sure that the information I'm giving is not because like I know it's in my filing cabinet somewhere. Right. In my brain, but the filing cabinet is broken, so I have to be <laughs> like, Jimmy the lock." <laughs> yeah, and I have to be like, "Okay, where's the file?" And like, obviously, with ADHD, um, if there is a problem with active listening, right? right? Where I'm trying to listen to what you're saying, and, and also be... like prepare your next thought. <laughs> yeah, and also yeah. not forget the thought that popped up while I was. Right. So yeah, you know what I mean. I'm just, I'm just trying to be authentic. You're doing great. You're doing great. I wanted to talk about... So after I talk about this, then we can continue on with our (laughs) natural conversation. God, I'm so insufferable. I don't know why you have podcasts with me. (sighs) So, okay. (laughs) These these are survival responses, okay? So in addition to personal traumas that you have and generational traumas that you have, these are natural survival responses. This information comes from a booklet that I will also be linking in the resources. Okay. Uh, survival responses. Survival or stress responses are exactly what they sound like. Ways in which we might react to strengthening or a threatening situation. Um, we've all heard of fight or flight, right? Fight. Your brain will have a quick, will have done a quick calculation with the potential for you to overpower the threat if this occurs you may notice feeling tense and respond to the threat by fighting your way out so i feel like your responses with like aubrey and like my responses with my little sister are always fight it's just like you know i'm gonna fight you on this like i'm you know what i mean so like i'm not saying that these are your physical reactions as well it could be like your emotional emotional, yeah 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 okay so i agree i agree with that too because i think that like and we've seen it with the reaction of like my mom, like those emails, her first reaction is to be pissed. Yeah. I think that's my sister's, I think my sister's feelings are just hurt because I was like, I don't think my sister's a monster. No, no. I think when she hears that she hurt her little sister's feelings, something there's hurting in her, Mm -hmm. but she, she is, 
she's always had to go to battle for herself. So yeah, we're all we're going to battle. Yeah, fight. we don't need to battle each other, but I can we can be annoyed with each other. It's it's allowed. Um, flight is exactly how it sounds. Feeling the need to run away or respond to the threat that by actually running away or escaping. I feel Our like minds... I run more than fight, honestly. Yeah, honestly, my little sister flights more than fights as well. She will. She the. I, I, we won't get into her right but um she will often leave a scenario or like run away and that's that is a fair response like that's how she's surviving right that's how she's going to survive uh-huh. um other one freeze the freeze response is staying very still with the aim of evading the potential danger or aiming for it to be quicker over over quicker yeah. this can be like being frozen paralyzed with fear staying very still and evolutionary terms could mean that the aggressor loses interest and leaves um i feel like i do that too yeah another one is flop so this is one that i haven't heard of before um researching these little little things flop is when someone experiences significant trauma and the associated feelings it can feel so overwhelming that it triggers a physical collapse we know this is the flop response all Animals have ingrained survival responses, which are oldest part of the brain. The brainstem is in charge of. Our minds choose a survival response automatically within a split second. We do not consciously decide what to do in threatening situation as this would take too long and our survival could be compromised. Often people can be confused about why they acted a certain way during a traumatic incident. We have to remember that it was the best option given the information the brain had received at the particular time. Yeah, I think that's fair too because I, I think my I think my sister feels like I kind of like lambasted her because I was seeming because I went and said bye to her and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think that's actually why I was so frustrated is because we ended things on good terms, but the whole time we were there, I felt like a weird turmoil in my soul, mm-hmm. where it was just like you kind of treat me like shit, and I don't really like agree with anything you're saying, and like, uh, okay, whatever, and then like how she's acting right now, but like. <laughs> I I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> um, the last. Oh wait, I, sh- I feel okay. like she feels like I feel like she thinks I'm like uh, trying to like get her for content or whatever. But I it's see. Really, I it's see. really, it's really like it's really like I had a few days to think about it, and like I was in bed for those days, and I was depressed mm-hmm. for those days, and yes. then I, I had to like emerge from it and be like, you know what? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. If, I don't know if everything she put, every brand she puts on me is correct. Sure. I'm, I want to relate that to the feeling of every time I go through another incidence with people who have been known to be abusive towards me mm-hmm. and my, my initial response is to fawn, which is the next one. But then the secondary um, event that my brain does is that it flops. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm I'm saying that it's probably a combination of all of these things. Yeah, you f- yeah. you fight or then you flop or the you know what I mean? Cuz I feel like I'm a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll, I'm a little bit of everything. Sure. Yeah, yeah. This. Look yeah. how eclectic we are yeah. in our neurodivergent brains. <laughs> um Killing so it with the mental illness. <laughs> the, the last thing I want to talk about was the fawn response. So fawning is a strategy we unconsciously learn to get ourselves out of trouble. As a result of interacting with a difficult person who's likely a toxic personality type, it is bending over backwards to please someone, 
Not to be nice or considerate, but rather as a response rooted in trauma. It's over niceness that stems from us learning that it's the only way we could survive an ordeal. Mm-hmm. Fond types seek safety by merging with the wishes, needs, and demands of others. Um, they, this is from Pete Walker, the therapist who coined the concept of fawning. They act as if they unconsciously believe that the price of admission to any relationship is the forfeiture of all their needs, rights, preferences, and boundaries. So fawning happens when a child learns that the, um, modicum of safety and attachment. It's like, sh- it's like showing your belly when you're a pet, yep, right? Yep. Yeah. Can be gained by becoming the helpful and compliant servants of their parents. They are usually the children of at least one narcissistic parent who uses contempt to press them into service, scarring and shaming them out of developing a healthy sense of self. So if you, I'm, you know who I'm talking to when I'm saying this mm-hmm. and you don't, but the person listening Right. If you don't know who you are, Mm -hmm. you may have been fawning your entire life as a response to trauma. Hmm. (sighs) Okay. Fight, flight. Honestly, I I flop, fawn. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I I feel like fawning is the thing I do the most, honestly. Sure. Yes. As like the baby of the family. Because like I know that like. The what the out world, outside world sees of me is not ha- my role in my family. Mm-hmm. Like I'm loud and abrupt, um, belligerent as you. Co- uh, the, I like to use that word. I'm using it all the time. It's uh, cute. <laughs> Bobby the belligerent bitch. Uh, <laughs> oh, but like in my family setting, as the baby of the family, like I don't want my siblings mad at me. I don't want my parents fighting. I don't want like. It's like, okay, cool, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's like, I also feel like I'm the one with the least temper. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm fine with taking the short short end of the stick as long as we can move forward. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I'm cool with that. But, I mean, I'm sure everyone in my family probably feels that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's hard. Can I tell you a little bit about my two weeks? Yes. So. this, This is the Bobby show. (laughs) (laughs) you can feel free to interject because i i want you to feel heard and i want to listen to you also because i feel like i've been talking for the past hour you can talk no i'm (laughs) I'm just saying how often we don't get to talk very often and i Mm -hmm. feel like the conversation is important but i did want to kind of talk about my my couple of weeks a little bit because oh a lot is happening and i'm just swimming around in it so um First of all, my mom did not get my letter. Oh, why uh, do you think? So f- my number one problem with it is because I forgot her address. <laughs> and so I sent it to my grandparents and I put mom on the top of it. Mm-hmm. So I visited my grandma yesterday. It's a whole thing. Um, and she said that she opened it because she thought the day before she got this letter, or the couple days before, I told her, I said, you know that you're my mom. You know that you're my mom. Oh, okay. And she, so she said... thought it was for her. Yeah, she said, I know. I know. And we all know. And we just can't say it out loud. And I was like, okay, so you know that you're my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so she opened it thinking it was for her. And then when it started talking about how she can't... we can't, I can't talk to her anymore. She was like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> So then she glued it back together like it didn't ever. <laughs> oh God, get that's opened. such a grandma move. <laughs> She's like, "Whoops, I'm just gonna." 
anyway, so um, my mom hasn't received my letter. Then on Monday, um, my grandpa texted me and said, um, hey, we are in town and we're going to go eat at Tommy's. This is okay. So in California, there's a, a chili burger chain or chili dog chain called Tommy's. Uh-huh. And they loved it. And there is a Tommy's in Provo, like on Center Street-ish. Uh-huh. And so every time they're up here, they go to Tommy's to get a chili something. <laughs> and it's cute because they're just like, we're living in our California dream, kind of. Um, <laughs> I <love> so it. <laughs> he's like, we're going to Tommy's after the, our doctor's appointment. Do you want to come with? And I thought, sure, yeah, I'll come with. And then I thought, God, I hope this isn't an ambush scenario where other people have been invited, like right. my mom or my aunt or my cousin. Normalize asking who will be there. Right. <laughs> I started then, doing that. I'm like, even with my friends, I'm like, who's always going to be there? <laughs> yeah. uh, give me a list of the guest list. Uh, but even then, it's still a risk. Um, so I, I also thought like, but my grandpa wouldn't do that to me. He knows who I'm on no contact with and who I cannot associate with. Yeah, but did I use the letter as a reason to <clears throat> be back injected into the situation? no 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 because they didn't read it um so this was a couple this was like literally two weeks ago um so it was like right after i sent the letter probably the letter had probably been around for three days in the richfield area do you know what i mean (laughs) so (laughs) so um i arrive and i see my grandparents car and i don't really see them at the order window when i pull up or anything so i'm thinking and I can't see it's all outdoor seating. Uh-huh. Sorry. Um, and so I don't see them at the out- outdoor seating either. So I'm like, oh, they must be around the building for some reason. So I get out of the car and I get Halo. And I told Spencer, like, he's like, is this a sabotage situation? And I said, I really don't think it is. But if it is, I'll just see it right away and I'll just leave. Um, Like, I'll. I'll have seen it and I won't even have to get out of the car, but I got halo out of the car and then I'm walking around and I'm about to sit. I'm about to enter the like seating area. And the first person I see is my mom. And I go into fawn, right? I, well, I don't say anything at first. I'm shocked. I'm just like, I can't believe that like my grandpa would trick me and he knows how I feel about this. And I've told him I'm on no contact I haven't told them why, but I've said, I'm just on no contact. I'll let you know. Anyway, so the lunch was good. My mom buys me lunch. She says, this is what we do. You know, I'm always buying lunch for, you know, grandpa takes me up here. I buy gas. I buy lunch. Um, And so she buys me lunch, which I didn't need. And... I'm, I'm forced to choose. And she's like, come over here. And, you know, she's being really nice and really kind and really but good. she's also, like, not letting you choose. Her, her niceness makes it so you can't have a choice. Like, I right. just kind of, I wish my mom would just kind of, like, let me sniff out the area bef- and make my own choices instead of, like, forcing me into the room. Sure. And she's received the text that says, I cannot have a relationship with you. I will let you know when I can. Right. She's received the text. So, um, anyway, she's really nice. We talk about Halloween. I show her the videos, like, 
of course I'm not going to treat her badly in front of my kid. That is not the kind of generational trauma I want to pass down. But I'm um, also just like ignoring my personal feelings of this where I'm just like in that that fight or flight mode. Like I wish I could flight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... I, I, um, then my grandpa is like, at the end, he's like, well, are you going to come to Thanksgiving? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know because I don't know who's going to be there. And I really have to prioritize my emotional well-being right now. And he's, I he's like, well, it's going to be me and you and your, or me and your grandma and your mother. And I'm going to invite Josh. And I said, okay, well, I will see what we can do knowing full well that I'm not going to come. Uh, right. You're then I drop it. Yeah. And then I go home and I was just like, I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm just not going to let it affect me. But like, I'm going to continue to like, I feel like I got picked up off the treadmill that I was walking on. You know what I mean? Like, these are my tasks. I'm doing this. And then it suddenly like throws me off and I can't catch up back to where I was. Right. So then I start to feel the flop the emotional flop where I'm just like paralyzed. I'm, I'm literally paralyzed for the next 24 hours. I can't do anything. Uh I was in the middle of doing my classwork for my degree that I really trying to finish. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. It sucks. (laughs) I know, but I'm proud of you. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. I'm trying to stay on top of you know, my household chores. Cause I'm, I told you that I'm trying to focus on the quality of things right. and pare things down so that I can have time for the quality of things. No, I can't, I can't do anything. So after 24 hours, I texted my grandpa. I'm going to read it to you. Cause I want to make sure it's right. I texted grandma and grandpa because when I put, when I, put in the no contact I texted them both together so that they both be on the same page because lord knows they don't communicate well right and said this is I'm not I'm not seeing them um these are the initial things September 29th I need to take a break from my mom please do not give her updates about me or me updates about her until I am ready to be in contact with her. If she asks about me, please tell her. She will let you know when she's ready. Thank you. He said, thank you. He said, okay. I said, thank you for respecting that. I know it's hard for you to manage and even understand how complicated this is. But our last interaction left me with suicide ideation. And I'd rather keep, rather than keep trying to resolve, resolve, resolve all the time. I need to take a break and focus on me and healing. So then after the the um, thing where... I, I came in anyway, he invited me to lunch with my mom. I texted him and I said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I felt tricked in seeing my mom yesterday. I cannot see her or interact with her until I am ready. Please respect my wishes for no contact. I do not experience the same relationship with my mom as you do. I experience severe mental breakdowns. Every time I see her, many of my interactions with her lead me to suicidal thoughts. I am not well after seeing her. Even if the interactions seem fine, Mm -hmm. I am filled with terrible anxiety, depression, and it takes me several days to weeks to get back on my feet. Please understand that I am the one who needs to determine when I am ready to interact with her again. I hope that I can once again trust you to not invite me to a blind interaction with my mom again. 
We will not be able to attend Thanksgiving with the family this year. I'm working on arrangements with mine and Spencer's work schedules to organize a time to visit. My relationship with you is very important. It took my grandpa a day to respond, which the whole time I'm feeling like my grandpa really did trick me. He really did. He did it maliciously. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even know. It's just, it's, it's a generation thing. He doesn't get yes. it. He yes. doesn't get it. Cause he thinks, I think he probably thinks before I die, my girls need to love, like be cool sure. to each other. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think about that with a lot of things and like, I'm sure he has regrets and he probably feels, he obviously has to feel some sort of responsibility for how your mom is. Well, when he was dying, Mm-hmm. He said, what did I do? Our family is not, our family is so broken. I want to know what I did to do this. And I said, grandpa, how could you have known you were doing what you knew to do? And like, it's not, I mean, it's, you can't pin it all on him and you can't pin it all on my mom. It's well, just no, like this. Right, right, right. But it's like, yeah. it's a factor. It's a factor. Yes. And it's like, I don't think what he did was malicious, but it can't, it's, it, it sucks. You can't, because I get, I know exactly where you're coming from. I get the same with my grandparents when they even talk about my mom. I get defensive mm-hmm. where it's like, shut the fuck up. You don't even like her. Like, if yeah. she's done some yeah. shit to me, dude, you know what she's done. I had to live with you. You know. That's the thing is like, I don't think, I don't think they'll ever know what they did. I think that my mom has painted a picture of what she, the kind of mom she's been. And it's wrong. Yeah, but but the point is, is they're intelligent adults, obviously. Like, they're not stupid. They know the the way your mom acts. They know how devious she is. They know how she does shit. So it's like for them to sit and just be like, oh, I don't know. It's it's frustrating. But I also think I can see both sides of it where it's like they want to. It's their family. Yeah. They're trying to keep together. But it's also like maybe the way to keep us together is by letting us be apart. Yeah. I, he said, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about you not wanting to see your mom. I kind of thought you knew why I was in Provo and that he kind of thought the whole scenario that I was aware of the whole scenario. Like it and was I, self-explanatory. Yeah. And I said, thank you so much for saying this. I didn't want to think that you did this intentionally. And I was really upset thinking that it was a trick. Well, and he probably is maybe it's something he doesn't even think about. Maybe we're giving him yeah. too much credit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he literally I also, doesn't. I also said, I just don't want to hurt my mom. I don't want to be hurtful to my mom and to her face in the process. Like I'm not going to come into lunch and be like, I don't want to see you like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. So then like, that all happened. I'm still, I'm still in the f- working out of the flop phase. It's fucking sucked. Yeah, no, I'm working out of the flop stage too. And like, I'm starting a new job. Like I seriously only work like four hours a day. This job's <laughs> so good. I'm not going to Stein's, but, um, I sleep for like 14 hours, 18 hours. And the second I can't wait to get home, like it takes everything I have to go to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like sad and like depressed and also really fucking annoyed. This is, I've been here before and I'm tired of being here. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like, can't, can't I even find the strength in me to walk and the answer is no it's just like nope your body's not gonna do this today and you're like i'm tired of being this person <laughs> right and it's like i hate when you do feel like the treadmill analogy is good because you feel like you're doing good and you're like i'm doing i'm doing my shit i'm feeling good about myself and then you get thrown off and it's just like and it sucks because it's by people that you actually care about yeah and 
Well, I'm also, Every, I also care about my mom. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's intentions can be good. Because I sat there and had a conversation with my mom, and she was lovely. But the truth of the matter, the logistics of it is she can't be in my life. She just can't be. Like, it just doesn't make sense <laughs> for yeah. me and all the work I've done. And I kind of, I'm getting to the point where I just feel that way kind of about, like, everybody. Where it's just like, I can keep you, at, like, in my family. I can keep you at arm's length um, until we figure this out. And I will say, too, like, my sister eventually i was like i'm not i'm like i'm done listening to your bullshit like Mm -hmm. (laughs) enough quit typing and she was typing 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 and and i was just like okay thumbs up to whatever you're typing good night like i Mm -hmm. totally shut her down which was i guess rude of me but i'm also like guess what my podcast isn't about anyone but me and you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what's going on in our lives and if that intermingles or whatever cool but it's also like not everything I'm just wondering, can something be about me, just me? Yeah. <laughs> like, right? can I go have, like, maybe a bad time and talk to my friend about it without it being like, uh, you made Draven feel bad. You made me feel bad. You did it. First of all, why does it, if Draven better not even know? <laughs> and if she did let him listen to that episode, she better let him listen to this one, too, because I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But it's just like, I don't get what the whole point of this is other than strife and i feel like the same thing with you probably i feel it's like you're feeling the same way too where it's like i don't see the point of continuing on with my mother right now like i just don't see the point it's draining my resources yeah because then who i say this all the time who picks up the flop spencer does exactly it's not fair to spencer it's not who who's affected by the flop my kid yeah my kid is receiving neglectful parenting because mom is dissociating is just i mean floating around her entire life like that's probably what my mom was doing she was she was drinking she was on pills she was dissociating from her real life she couldn't be involved as a mom and that's the basic level or the basic foundation of my trauma right so what the fuck i can't do that no well i had to miss another birthday party it's okay. this weekend, but um, my nephew, I'm just like, I'm tired of it's, missing it. And it's, ha- it's really hard, too, because you want to be, uh, we talked about this last week, you want to be there for the kid, mm-hmm. but the adults are making it so hard. And it's also like, it's like a piss poor excuse, but it's also like, a, it's a valid one, too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why can't we just show up for the kid, be cool for two hours and then leave? Yeah, but like, I literally can't. I can't. No, I know, I know, and they they won't let you either. I uh, I'm gonna tell you a little back history of my cousin and my aunt. Okay. <sighs> uh, remember when Meghan Markle cut off the royal family? <laughs> okay, I no, guess. Hold on, gonna I, hold on. I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry, I was just turning. I, it's so dark. I, I had to turn the light on. Okay. Uh, I feel like that was. <laughs> more hairy than anybody for what they did to sure. Diana but sure. yes I remember <laughs> I thought to myself when I heard that and like people can have whatever fucking opinion they have of the royal family I don't give a rat's ass about royal family but what I do know a lot of is family trauma and having a kid and not wanting to repeat all these cycles so when alright uh, what was that flushing oh. 
I got to get a new basement, one without toilets above it. Because <laughs> um, I've moved right, a charming, couple times. And I'm like, charming. okay. Um, when somebody in a royal family can do that and prioritize their mental health over all of these other things, I was like, what if I did that? What if I cut everything out that was really hurting me and took a big, deep look at that and said, this is not okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing now. Yeah. But I think they're asking the exact same questions that we are, which is what would be the point of continuing here? Yes. Because Harry's like, what, 15th to the crown? Like, he's never going to get it. Yeah. Um, it's so toxic. He's like, okay, I guess I can stay and be like a figure or he whatever. Doesn't ag- he doesn't agree with the system. He doesn't agree with the system. Or... They fucking killed his mother. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, at one point you got to be like, love you, grandma, but what's the point of all, what, what, what's the point of staying here? What's the point yeah. of, the, what is, what is the point of all this? Yep. I'm going to live in LA with my wife and my kids and yeah. um, I'll see you at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so I did a, an experiment and I, I know that I did it the wrong way, but I just thought like, what if I just, okay, so this is what I, I was doing. I like there's with. a wrong way to experiment. <laughs> <laughs> it's experimenting, right? We're recording our results too. So it's science. We're doing science. <laughs> this podcast is so important. <laughs> so important. <laughs> um, this is on the tail end of feeling used and okay so here's the thing i'm i was very close with my cousin Uh my cousin and i would fight like get over a fight over something like every year about something right um my aunt i've been super close with my aunt for so long but at times it would feel like i was the go-between between my aunt and my cousin's fights because my cousin oh. did not like my aunt. And that's like, her mom? She, that's her mom. Okay. And my aunt had a lot of problems with the way my cousin was acting and doing and being. And so, like, I I was constantly in the middle. Right. And then throw in the, the feelings of my cousin, where my aunt's closer to me than her. She's feeling like I'm stepping in and being a daughter which I felt the same way. And she felt the same way too. She would be like, my husband says that there's no fucking way that cousin A, who's, okay, my cousins, I have two cousins. Uh They don't get along, right? Right. So. Cousin A and B are related. He's like, there's no way because they hate each other too much. Yeah. Cousin letter A is the name. I'm going to do A's as the name. There's no way that cousin B is your mom's daughter because she seems more like Holly's daughter. Oh. Because, uh, and then, and then it makes more sense that Kendra's her daughter because you all, y'all get along so well. That's, that was the sentiment of this whole family was like Kendra, auntie, and this cousin very close. And we're also excluding one of the other daughters in the process. The whole thing sounds the, very toxic. The other daughter <laughs> excluded herself. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, there was a divorce in there. Anyway, there's a there's a shit ton of things I don't have time or energy to explain. Um, but anyway, um, my aunt was asking me to talk my cousin into a grandkids photo shoot. And my cousin is impossible to nail down for any plans ever. She does not like to be 
confined into plans or yeah she (laughs) she does not like to commit to anything she does not like to make plans she is very spontaneous and disorganized but is thriving in that kind of situation so my aunt said can we please organize for christmas pictures to be i have these outfits I want Christmas pictures of these kids in these outfits. I think it would be really cute. And um, this involved my brother's kids too. So I had, so she asked me to organize with my brother and sister-in-law, their schedules. Fuck my cousin who doesn't commit to anything schedule and my aunt. Um, And so she asked me to like, she asked me to event plan pretty much. And then I was like, well, I have a camera since we can't, since it's impossible to make plans. I have a camera. We can do it with my camera. That way we're not booking a photographer, paying a payment and then missing out on this payment. And then my aunt bought these clothes for the photo shoot. And then she was like, but if this doesn't end up happening, I'll just give this to them as a gift. Anyway, um, During the entire trip, I felt gossiped about. I felt judged. I felt stressed. I felt, why the fuck am I even trying so hard to make all of these things happen when when nobody wants to do it? And I feel like I'm being presented as the bad guy because it's it's now my idea, right? Right. It's Kendra's idea. So honestly, my aunt said, if if cousin thinks that it's your idea you'll she'll do it and she's put me in the middle of all of these things for years for years she's been saying like you you make the plan because people will do it so when Meghan Markle and Harry decided to leave the royal family I thought I'm gonna just this was before pandemic right I'm just gonna just see what my life feels like without all of this I thanks to the royal family for being so influential (laughs) yeah honestly like for the one time they're influential to me um i'm getting a little upset because i was my feelings were not heard when i was confronted about deleting somebody off of facebook Uh we were already fighting about vaccines my cousin and I, she's an I anti-vaxxer. Yeah, I can't. The fight, the, that's one thing that it's like, I can't have this fight anymore. Like, yeah, I'm so tired of people being just so thoughtless. You yeah. know what I mean? And then getting accused of being that by someone who's like not getting the vaccine. Yeah. Thinks they know shit, isn't really educated, but still has a very matter of fact opinion. That's another yeah. reason why I have a problem with my family. Another thing that I forgot about until just now, like I haven't forgotten about it, but this ties into it as well, is that my cousin was getting um, let go from her job and she was six weeks postpartum and they were telling her that they were going to let her go and she wasn't going to get her severance check unless she worked um, four weeks until the very first of the year. And so all of December, I am watching for 11 hours a day. They're getting dropped off at 7 a.m. And she's picking them up at 6.30 or 7 at night. I'm watching her three-year-old autistic boy and her newborn. 
And if this is in the middle of December when I'm depressed and I um, am floundering and I f- I'm not being paid fairly, I'm, I'm losing money. You know what I mean? Right. And so um, because it's cutting into my clientele time where I I can make I can make like six times that much. I don't know. Anyway, it was just very frustrating to me. But I thought I will do this because I love you and I love your kids. And I know that this is important to you. And I know that this is going to pave a way for your family. But then the entire time that I'm doing this, I am realizing that like, there's no way that people, this person would do this for me. I'm giving a level of love that would never be returned to me. I really feel that's, that's honestly what it is. I feel. Yeah. I feel like when I, and maybe this is a lie because I'm like, I love my sister. I don't like her. I feel like there's, I'm so over conditional love and I feel like I'm so over. Yeah. Not people going 90% and having people act like you're a pain in their ass. They had to come 10. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, excuse me. <laughs> and like yeah. this whole thing where you're like, okay, I'll organize it. Cause this is what you want. Like, yeah, but that's, it's, it's so I'm with you. It's so frustrating. And yeah. I'm sure everyone feels that way in a certain way or another. It's just people need to be more aware of how they're making other people feel. Don't you think? I don't, I don't know if they would ever look at themselves and say that I'm the bad guy. Cause this is like, that's just the middle of it. I'm, I'm deciding I'm going to cut these people out of my life because I'm tired of being abused. And then I get being, I get in trouble for drawing the hard line because, and then nobody wants my side of the story, but my cousin and my aunt, they'll go around and spread their side of the story. Like, like it's the gospel truth. Well, nobody's coming just, to me just because they're present. They're getting, uh, yeah. they're getting bonus. They're getting points. Yes. It's like, and, cool. and they know that they know that if they can get their version of the story out first, that it makes me automatically the bad guy. And it's just like, I'm just tired of being abused. And since I've cut them out of my life, my life has been so much less complicated. Well, you know what I'm also sick of too is like, I got in a fight with my sister like what? Monday. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday my grandma called me. Could be coincidental. I don't think it is. <laughs> um, but again, I don't know. That's me. That's purely speculation. So I don't know if that's the truth. Yeah. But I'm also getting like really sick and tired of people getting involved in like, I feel like without the story, without the story. No, if I feel like if I was a grandma and my granddaughter came down and vented about her sister, my other granddaughter, I would hear her out. And then that's where it would end. I wouldn't make a call. I wouldn't call the other sister and be like, well, what's this and what's this and what's that? I've already made my decision about it. You know, like, if you want to call me, like, hey, what's going on with you two? Yeah. That's one thing. But to be coming in guns blazing yep. because you think you know every side of the story because you heard one person's side. Yeah. The reality, reality of the story is there are three sides to every story. Their side, your side, and what really happened. That's yeah. the goddamn honest truth. Yep. The truth's in the middle. Yeah. And I'm saying that even as I'm speaking now, uh, I'm you're getting a lot of my perception. I'm sure I misinterpreted some things. So whatever, but I'm in, upside. I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the camp of, I definitely want to hear your side. I, yeah. Like I'm down, like, but that's not how things are approached. In no, my family. not in yours either. Clearly. No, 
Because I'll get calls and be like, you guys need to get along. Well, you don't want to hear the story. Right. I've tried to tell you the reason why I've cut them out of my life. And you said, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to get in the middle of it. Fine. I'll respect that. But don't come to me and say, why don't you guys get along? If you don't want to hear the story. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, and maybe it just means that we all need to work on our communication skills. You know, maybe, maybe parents feel, and I mean, grandparents, when I say parents as well, Mm -hmm. maybe they feel like they need to come in guns blazing, you know, just because that's been the the fixers. Yeah. Yeah. It is the pattern as, and as children, that's what they had to do. Like the shit my sister and I fought over when we were little is nothing right now. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, we would kick the shit out of each other for nothing. I mean, Ab and I never really got physical, but like Jake and I, let's talk about Jake and I, we would fight just to fuck with each other. Yeah. And now it's like, there's real issues being fought about, but we're fighting like children. And then we're, uh, the involvement is the, uh, one of the kids going and telling the parent and the parent coming and getting mad at the other one, mm-hmm. which is totally textbook. <laughs> yep. Hey mom, Jake hit me. Yep. Jake, leave her alone. Yep. Instead of, oh, she dumped a cup of water on me first. Yeah. <laughs> or something, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm not saying that ever happened because I'm an angel, but. Right. But the, <laughs> I, get, I got hurt because nobody wanted to come to me and be like, what's your side? Nobody ever does. But um, after this whole thing, after I, you know, I kind of like cut them off. My cousin, who immediately came to her mom's aid and comforted her because she's losing out on this relationship now um sends me a list of things over the a decade of things that she's just like you're a shitty person she called me a literal she she literally called called me a garbage human being and then said these are all the things that you've done over the years and i was like every year we fight and every year i try to be accountable for my actions say i'm sorry i didn't know that i was doing that and change but still i don't give i'm not given the grace in this ex in in this relationship like if you're gonna keep tallying things against me even though we're going over them and i'm trying to change and everything yeah i don't want to be in this relationship well and honestly i think i think sorry go sorry so this this all ties into the thought of yesterday when I went to go take my nephew his birthday present because I cannot go to birthday parties when they're going to be there. And this cousin hasn't RSVP to the party because that's how she is, but right. I still can't chance it. Right. I'm I'm with, I'm with my grandparents when she calls and my grandma puts it on speaker and my grandparents, Why? Why my grandparents, no, my grandparents always put it on speaker because oh, okay. they're hard of hearing. Okay. And I, um, excuse myself, you know, I, I'm like, I'm on the couch and I'm doing something with Halo and Halo's talking. And then I suddenly hear like, who's there? Who do I hear talking? And my grandma's like, or not, shit, sorry. <laughs> oh, Kendra's here. But, um. You're really be- doing a good job about not saying her name. I, thanks. I'm really trying. Um. <laughs> So before, before she hears that I'm there, I, you know, I'm like just interacting with, I'm not, I'm not trying to eavesdrop, but I can like overhear the conversation or whatever. I'm just, right. I'm thinking my You're grandma's going to say the conversation. Yeah. Yes. Totally. And I'm, I'm in the expectation that my grandma says, I'm here for like half an hour, you know, like I, I thought she's going to answer the phone say, Hey, uh, thank you for calling. I'm, I'm good. Can I call you back? I got company, whatever. Mm-hmm. but um, she doesn't. My cousin's in the process of deciding a name for her son. 
And she wanted the first opportunity to name him after my uncle that just passed. Okay. I think she thinks that if I get to it first, then Kendra can't do it. I don't know. Not not, not everything's about me. Right. right? But for somebody who didn't give a shit about him before, it's kind of, I don't know. So anyway. um, But also, also, this is textbook reverting back to the way i mean it's just and it's because she showed you who she was back then like yeah that that's some i'm not saying it's not true but i'm saying if she's doing that it's juvenile mm-hmm. and if she's not doing that and that's what you're thinking it's juvenile you know what i mean that's what's so right. hard with family stuff like this is why yeah. i struggle with my like i'm i'm not i'm not even judging you right now i'm just saying like this is like i'm i'm helping you unpack <laughs> yeah i i'm just like it's it sucks because it's totally possible but that, yeah. that's the reason why she's naming the kid that but then you also feel like a nut job because you're like if it's not possible and i just pulled that thought out of my ass yep. i'm crazy too yep yeah like you're gaslighting yourself <laughs> well and my the reason why she called was because my grandma s- thought of a name and sent it to her and i think it was like skylar clark something and so my cousin called and said, well, the middle name's going to be this after, you know, you know, right? And she was like, yeah, Uncle Uncle Jim. And so um, she said, well, what do you think about Clark for the first name? Now, Clark is what I was going to name my first son. Actually, I was right. going to name my first daughter Clark, but then I thought, I actually don't like that idea. Name. I like it. I know, but like, it didn't, it didn't fit. Do you know what I mean? No, Halo's a good name for Halo. Yeah. Um not anymore but <laughs> she's three uh Get over it oh wait i thought you were talking about the balls work comics i'm like oh no 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 yeah 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 right now she's horns um but before when i thought that i might have a son i was gonna name him clark and so when my grandma was like well what about clark she said well i don't want the family to think that i'm naming my entire kid after all of them you know she was like what and she was like you know why i wouldn't name him clark i wouldn't i wouldn't want to name him after all the clarks and and i was just like i was just like she probably is naming him that seriously just to piss you off i'm buying it now (laughs) i just feel like first you call me a garbage human that's how you really feel about me and uh, after all of the shit I went through because she's a very complicated and hard personality. She has her own trauma backstory. Right. She's a child of divorce. She's a child of poverty. Like she's got her own shit. Right. And I still was there beside her all the time. We were tied at the hip. We were best friends. And she still has the balls to say, I wouldn't want to name my kid after you. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I, I tried not to make it about me, but it, hurt because it felt personal and then she was like who's there with you and they're like oh Kendra stopped by for a few minutes and she's like well you know keep it tight-lipped because I don't want anybody knowing and I was just like yeah whatever like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but um yeah I had to find out through the grapevine that she was even pregnant so it's like I don't I I know where I stand with you well I had to find out from our other I lived with my cousin I had to find out from our roommate that she was engaged Wow. Which is actually this relationship's kind of reminding me of me and my cousin Heather's relationship because she and I were tight, 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 tight. tight. And then, she, you know, she got like 
crazy active and instead of addressing her mental health issues she just was like getting more into the church Mm-hmm. and i don't like her husband i think he's a douchebag i don't know him anymore but like when i when i knew of him i was like you're mm-hmm. dumb <laughs> like I, but i also think all of my friends can do better um <laughs> right <laughs> except not you spencer's great so you you and spencer are great <laughs> i think all dearly. i think all my friends deserve good dudes and that's yeah. what i want that's my base you know yeah and i don't know Sorry. if she was settling or not and maybe that's why she wasn't like rushing to tell me she thought i was gonna be mad i would not be mad i would want to join in the celebration but um, my thing with it now, like, sometimes she'll hit me up and be like, why haven't we seen each other? And it's like, well, because our relationship's over. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it ended when we lived together, unfortunately. However, yeah. I love you so much. You were very important to, like, we've had so many good times together. I'm not going to force it and ruin our past by trying to create a future. I'm just going to yeah. leave it where it is. Yeah. Only we'll hope good things for you and hope that that's that. <laughs> and like, well, that's, that's where good. I left. Yeah. That's where I left mine, where it's just like, listen, I don't want to keep going over this cycle of you n- secretly not liking me. And I, I mean, that's where my sister is. I feel like my sister yeah. doesn't like me. She's and assigning I- intention. And I'm like, first of all, you clearly do not know me after our entire life spending together. Right. It feels like you are assigning completely opposite intentions behind my actions and right. i don't want to have to defend myself in every relation in in what's supposed to be my best relationship i don't want to have to defend myself all the time well, so i kinda, feel like it's, it's best to, it's rude to call up your grandma and have her like because if she doesn't say anything it's like she's going along with yep. it if she does say yep. something you know what i mean it's, yep. like, it's a lose-lose yes and that's what happened was my grandma just like laughed it off and i was like I mean, what she's supposed to do, but like I but told it also my cousin, it doesn't feel good. No, no. Matter what, watching your grandma laugh at something like that, you're like, "Fuck you, grandma." Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> at the end of that relationship, I told her like, "I'd rather just keep our fond memories in the past and move forward." And like, and I still haven't been after. So after all that, they still harassed me. They came to my house during nap time, and they rang my doorbell repeatedly they they knew i was like please do not come between this time and this time to pick up something on my porch that's yours like please like and then so they 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 caused a fight between my dogs because they rang the doorbell so incessantly Uh and then they and i didn't answer the door because i wasn't going to i told them i'm not going to answer the door so they like they just anyway it was just a fucking mess and so like i felt like this is where i'm at i'm not going to see them um, but I'd rather keep our good memories in the past, right? Right. So after my grandma gets off the phone and she's like, so my grandpa my grandpa gives me something that my great grandpa used to make pomegranate jam. And that's like kind of, I don't know, that's just what's going on. He's like, I think you deserve this. And I started to cry. And I was like, uh-huh. thank, thank you, because I don't really ask for much from them. I'd rather them use the things that they have to benefit their life. But I said, hey, when you pass, I'd really like the pomegranate juicer if nobody's claimed it because everybody's got this. You're asking for the pomegranate juicer. I'm asking for the Dodge Charger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, "Um, my grandpa says, you deserve it. And I. Bobby, I'm tired of feeling like I'm the villain. I'm tired of feeling like I'm glad you brought that up. I'm reason why. The family can't get together is because I can't handle it. And so I told them, like, thank you. I cried. I was like, thank you. This is really important. 
and just thank you for giving that to me. Like you didn't have to do that and you don't have to do it now, but I thank you. And my grandma was like, what are the tears for? She didn't tell me that she'd already read my letter. Uh-huh. What are the tears for? Why are you crying? And I was just like, I just feel like I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I can't like, right. It's so, I can't yeah. tell the line. Yeah. She's like, don't feel like you have to do anything that you can't. We support you. And I said, it's just hard not to feel like the villain. And she's like, you're not the villain. You're just not. Yeah. Well, I mean, you asked that question because I was bitching at you about my sister. And you're like, are we the villains? And Yeah. I text that to you. <laughs> are we the villains? It doesn't feel like I'm the villain. Am I the it, villain? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Look, I'm open to the idea that I'm I've been the villain in people's story. You have to you have to be open to that. You have oh, to yeah. as a human. Yep. You've been the villain before. I know that my intent is not malicious. I know that I'm trying to get to the bottom of trauma. Like yeah. de- generations of trauma, years of trauma, decades of you know, all this shit and like how you have to like reprogram yourself and the people around you when you change. And it's like <laughs> part of me is frustrated because i feel like i'm missing out on it if my sister isn't giving me herself mm-hmm. you know what i mean or maybe she is or maybe she's not giving herself to others and she's giving it to me but it's like there's clearly a difference between her around me and her out in the world mm-hmm. and maybe i'm exposing something i don't know <laughs> but it's just like i don't i didn't lay down what i laid down to be a dick to my sister I'm trying yeah. to figure out how to have a relationship with my sister because I'm struggling so hard. Every time I talk to her, every time I'm around her, I'm struggling. And I feel like I'm being fake. And yeah. I don't want to be fake. <laughs> and I know villains are people who like go out and are malicious dickheads, right? I don't mm-hmm. think that's what we're doing here. I struggle with this every single day, all day, every day. Yeah, <laughs> I struggle with this family trauma. I f- struggle with my mental health i struggle with loneliness (laughs) i also struggle with being alone yet not wanting to be around anyone yeah um so it's like do you find that those like good memories haunt you because you're like wow it used to be so good maybe i fucked it up like well it's funny too because when my sister and i were together we got to laughing about something i Uh I say this my no one can make me laugh like my sister can make me laugh. yeah yeah but it's also like it's not worth the two week fallout or the two week to two year fallout that we have if everything that's said or done isn't portrayed and you know she could definitely turn this to be like yeah I went down and talked to grandma if she did I don't even know if she did and she's like and you're talking to the whole world well guess what (laughs) I don't really feel like I have grandma and I also wouldn't talk to grandma about this because a she's 80 and she's losing it and b she's part of the problem like it's she's part like she's part of the fucking issue and i love my family dearly i love my grandma my grandpa i love my mom my dad i love all my siblings it's so hard (laughs) like it's so hard and it is it's hard to feel like the villain because we really had to sit there and talk about it and digest it and be like are we the villain and i'm just like my intentions are pure i swear to god i swear to god my intentions are pure and we're just trying to fucking heal, man. Yeah, like, I can't afford therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I try, but I'm, like, I can't I can't even properly convey in $100 sessions, like, 
the the pain that I feel because like I have dreams where I'm laughing with my family and I just fucking miss loving my family. I right. fucking miss having a good time. I had I have dreams and I wake up and I'm like Spence. I had a dream that like me and my aunt, my cousin were just like dying laughing again and I've had, I've never died laughing since. You know what I mean? Like there were so many good parts, but the abuse just outweighs it. And like what really hurts is that if I was so close to them and so treasured by them and so like if they like why haven't they come to me and said how can we fix this? What's the why why you cutting me off? Like yeah. what's the real happening? You know what I mean? Like but I I mean like, maybe openly, openly, not like accusatory, like, hey, how can I fix this? Yeah, like, what's up? Like, is is it something I did? Nobody's reached out to me at all. Well, I don't when care. I was in, when I was in high school and I wrote my dad the "You're Dead to Me" letter, uh, I was a teenager and I yeah. was like, why didn't he call me and say, "What the fuck is this letter, Bobby?" Yeah, like, what the hell? You know, or like, just I, like, or like, you know, like, what? Why are you so upset that you wanted to write this letter? Like, how can I fix that? And like. I mean, it's, I know exactly what you mean, because I saw that fucking meme that I posted the other day where it's, like, a guy's playing the piano with mach- uh, with a machine gun, and it's talking about metal, and it reminded me of my brother, and I just started to cry. It's, like, a yeah. funny meme, and it's just, like, I miss him. But it's, like, I don't think we're healthy for each other, and I don't think me and my sister are healthy for each other. And I know my parents and my grandparents aren't healthy for me, and yeah. it just... I don't know Sucks. if I'm the villain and the fact that I don't accept them for them, but I just feel like I'm putting my foot down and not tolerating it anymore. I'm just like, I can't keep doing this. Well, don't you deserve to live, Bobby? That's what I'm know. saying to myself. Don't I deserve to live? Don't I deserve to love? <laughs> I tell them what my loved, grandpa said. And be loved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I post, I got on Facebook <laughs> to uh, kind of just say that like, I'm not on here anymore because... I want to kill myself and I know it's not a airport, but this is the departure. And I'm posting this on there thinking if people wonder where I've been or what I've been doing, like, and if you want to keep in touch, like here I am. So I just said like, first, my mental health is not well. Second, I'm not even fucking authentic on here is my first fuck word. Yeah, Facebook's, of the- <laughs> Facebook's bullshit. Right. I said, I'm to a point where I don't care about facades anymore. I started a podcast almost a year ago with my friend Bobby. We reconnected during the pandemic. We released it this past July. This is the first time I'm talking about my podcast in a forum where I know that my family will see this instead of just my brother. Right. I said. It's your coming out party. Yeah, that's my come. I had to come out that I have a podcast. God damn it. (laughs) I keep having to come out for things. Um, I just said, like, for it. Uh, I just said, I'm just not here for the facades. And, um, I know that this isn't for me, but this is going to be the space where I share my, my podcast. And if you'd like to follow my journey, that that's where I'm going to be my most authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, people commented, but, um, while we were recording this episode, like literally an hour ago, this made me almost cry. My grandpa commented on this status and said, I support you and your decisions. Love you, grandma and grandpa. So it feels like in a week and a half where I felt like my grandpa didn't respect me, Mm -hmm. 
he's seeing me. Yeah. And they're seeing me and they're taking it seriously finally and not just being like, wish we could have a happy-go-lucky family. It's like, they're like, instead, they're like, I just want you to still be around. Right. I support right. I support you and your decisions. Love you, Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's good. I mean, do you think they'll listen? Oh, no. Too many fuck words. Well, I thought, like, my sister... I, I've, I think about my grandma listening to any of these podcasts, and I... I have nothing to hide. Yeah. Because my sister said something's going to come back and bite me in the ass. And, uh... My ass is exposed. Like, I'm expected to be bitten, honestly. Yeah, like, it's like, I'm not hiding anything, you know? And it's like, and... I don't know. She she sent me a lot of text uh, information. And, like, I would, like, start reading the first sentence. And the the first time I got, like, nastier off topic, I just would stop reading it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I'm not representing her correctly, um, which I guess is my bad. If, if I want to be heard, maybe I should hear her out. But I also feel like I'm over accommodating everyone's feelings but my own. Like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just am, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you posted that shit. And, like, I don't you honestly feel the relief with this? Like, because I was pretty transparent on Facebook, but I wasn't all the way. You know yeah, what I, mean? and I feel the same way. Like parts of my post was like, I was being real, but in a way that was still filtered. Absolutely. Like edited. And mm-hmm. I feel like this podcast is a blessing in the fact that <clears throat> what we have, like, we have like a basic structure of what we're going to talk about and stuff, but we can just kind of get out here and just like talk things out. Yeah. And we also think it's funny that every time we have a plan, it our never, family's like, oh, our family what's up? Like, Remember oh, this trauma? <laughs> let's make sure you get the podcast right. This episode correct. <laughs> all the trauma. So thanks, Sam. Um, one thing I want to quick talk about real quick. Sure. We, we got time. Uh, it's totally off topic. Oh, oh, can you save that for when we yeah. get into that? Yeah. Honestly, because I feel like it deserves part of its own thing. Well, I just kind of wanted to do like uh we can talk about it later but i just want to mention it so it's not so it's not forgotten okay because i um i'm sure you saw my post about the child who committed suicide due to race uh i don't know i mean maybe i don't know i just think it's a big topic so I agree that it's a big topic too. Okay, so the point. Well, I'm just whatever. We can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Go I, ahead. Uh, Go ahead. I'm, here's what I'm struggling with right now on a non-family level. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take it out of the family. <laughs> so I had my first interracial like hookup, the on Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy, Happy Halloweeny. How and was it? We didn't have sex. Oh. But uh, we like made out and like I gave him like half a blowjob. And left. Because um, like I said, I just wanted to make out. So, like, I was like, that's what I always say. So, once the dick's out, I can decide if I want to stay or go. And I didn't want to stay, so I left. Oh, yeah. Um, but first black experience. And at first, I was kind of touting it. And then I was stopped myself. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and all I can gather is uh, there's uh, racism at the root, unfortunately. And, like, I need to figure out a way 
but like what you and Valerie said, like there's just thoughts that you have. Yeah. And tribes and stuff like tribalism and stuff. Um, so I just kind of, I, I just don't even understand why we're having these conversations mm-hmm. and I've been having these conversations forever casually openly with all races yeah about you know having sex with someone on the opposite of, of a different race not the opposite a different race so i just what i mean what are your thoughts on this like i, I again we're gonna go way deeper into this in a, in a future episode but i just wanted to make sure that it didn't get brushed over i don't want to focus all my energy on how much i turmoil i have in my family yeah <laughs> like i want to build myself better in all aspects. And this is one that I have been struggling with because I'm like, why did I wait this long? You know, I've had plenty of adorable black men in my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Why am I even thinking about it that way? Why am I categorizing it that way? Yep. All this stuff. I've been thinking about it since you said that, like since you texted me that and like, uh, yeah, it is, it is not, (laughs) it's just, generational right it's systemic it's just there all the time and i don't think you should blame yourself i think you should celebrate that you see it like we'll Well, get into it i I don't even necessarily know if it's a bad thing it's not a bad thing but it's also why why it's separating it's 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 segregation you're you're just recognizing your racial biases and it's okay to recognize your racial biases. Once you see them, that's when they start to get better, right? Yeah. Because I mean, it is one thing to say, I'm colorblind, which, by the way, is a really fu- fucking racist that's thing way, to say. That's a way racist thing to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if you know this, conservative family members that may be listening now because you know that I have a podcast, but that's a really fucking racist thing to say. Um, you have to see race in order to break down the systemic racism you have to recognize that it's not just you know and you are seeing it in your personal life and that's okay yeah i know but i also feel like i feel like in the moment of us hooking up i didn't give him the breaks i've given white dudes either you know what i mean Hmm. which is also a part of part of the issue with me Mm -hmm. here but then again, I say, you know, I give country boys more license. I get, I get them get, get away with more than city boys. I don't know. But then again, also, this is a guy that I just don't know that well. So I don't know if it's, I need to compare it not to having sex with one of my friends, but having sex with a similar situation, like a person I barely know. Um, Right. But like. Which I, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I, I, I want to get added at this about this so hard because it's something in myself that makes me feel gross. And I don't feel like I'm a racist person. I feel like I would never act upon that racism, but apparently I did. You know what I mean? But it, I did. I don't know. I don't even know if, I don't even know if racist is the right word. There's just something that is bothering me a lot. And if anyone had the situation and they were able to break on through to the other side, I would like to hear see your notes on the on the subject, please. Yeah, because it really it's bothering me a lot. Yeah, because I want the world to change and I want 
this shit to go away and I want to not be affected by generational curses such as yes. racism. Yeah, we want to heal those things. Um, But then I find myself being like, oh, it's hooked with my first black dude. Oh, da, 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 da. like, it's just like, what? Yeah, right. Like, right. stop. <laughs> like, if someone was like, I've hooked up with my first fl- fat chick. I mean, I'm sure it's been said after they hooked up with me. But I, how, I mean. And damn. <laughs> and, and damn. No, I mean, it was a fun hookup. I enjoyed hooking up with him. I've thought about going back for more, but, um. I need to figure this out first. Cool. And that's fair. I don't know. Learning and growing and being better and figuring it out. That's just the human experience. I'm not going to fault you for it. I I know, but I mean, it's just something like, this is why I like this podcast is when I'm struggling with something, I talk about it. And then whether I sit in in my own, with my own self and figure it out or. Yeah something comes to us or someone comments about something or something, it actually helps me. It's helping me a lot. So thank yeah. you to everyone. Message Bobby. People are wondering if, <laughs> just so you know, it's still me on the Instagram. People <laughs> like, are message- wondering that, are they? Yeah, they're like, I don't know if this is you or Kendra, but hey. And I'm like, it's just me. <laughs> but um, message Bobby if you have any questions. My brother is. My brother's messaging Bobby all the time. He wants to. He wants to be on and I want him to be on. But Josh, again, did you hear how much Bobby is struggling with her work? She's figuring it out. Oh, yeah. No, my work is a nightmare. The fact that we even got Val on today, which tomorrow night, guys, uh, Valerie Begay is going to yeah. be our fireside guest. She's a Navajo from um, Arizona. She's Dene. Dene. Yeah. Dene. Uh, Dene. It's okay. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, I, told, I told that too. I'm like, I'm not going to. I'm not. Uh, but she kind of went over Navajo culture a little bit. She talks us through her wedding, which I love. Didn't she love that? Yeah. Incredible. Oh I can't wait for you guys to see the picture of her wedding attire, too. She looked so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, Next know. week, do you know what we're talking about? Because it's your choice. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe we'll go into racism. I had two ideas that I wanted to work on, but I don't know quite yet. So it's a surprise, motherfuckers. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) oh man and then uh, our first nations indigenous episode is coming out soon too as well so yeah it's gonna be fun a bunch of white chicks talking about (laughs) it's fine no i think it's fine i think we went over a little bit of that uh which is actually fun to talk to val about that about like yeah i think so too also i just have versus appreciation yeah also, I'm I'm a dumb person. We got taught Utah history by white dudes, so I think it's I just I've just done my little due diligence and wanted to talk about some Utah First Nation shit. So yeah, I mean it is such a huge part of our. It's just it's like it's part of my soul. I feel yeah, <laughs> like I love it and like. How she was telling about her grandma, pointing out all the plants and stuff. I could see, I could see almost every story she told us. Yes, like I could see it. Like I, it was like she was painting a picture. It was it when was she, great. when she talked about that, I thought, what a loss for people who have an oral history uh-huh. and oral tradition where nothing's written down, and then the people who know everything pass away too quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah, and because of COVID, like they pass it down but everyone just got wiped so many people got wiped jesus um also real quick french mm-hmm. dispatch french dispatch 
the French Dispatch, the new Wes Anderson, dude. Oh, yeah. Tell me all about that. You gotta go. It's a movie wreck. <laughs> See go. Dune in theater. See Dune in theater, for sure. Uh, on shrooms, if you can. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, hit up Tommy. That's his merch. Tommy <laughs> That's his merch. Shrooms are his merch. Um, and the French, Dis- French Dispatch, first of all, Every time I watch Wes Anderson movies, it's just to see that he somehow he's man he manages to do up uh, over uh, outdo himself. Yeah, like the way that he frames everything, the stories that he tells, the funniness, like the some of the shit is just so ridiculous. Like I laughed out loud, I, and then like immediately later I was in tears. <sighs> like Bonicio del Toro, which. If he's if he's single, I'm ready to mingle, bud. <laughs> but his story, because it's it's like three or four different stories. There, his story is like so good, and you know everyone in it is great, and it's so his color, his palette, from his palette to his set design to he's art, how, man. How, he's yeah, and art. How he, bring, how he brings in like um. This was very like play. Like there was there's like there was like a lot of little plays in it where it's clear that it's a set and he made certain of that. Uh-huh. Like he really played up the p- play aspect of it. Yeah. Wes Anderson movies smell like old books. <laughs> they look I have a question. Like the smell of old books. What's up? Do you want to come to my house? <laughs> do you want to eat some pot roast? <laughs> and do you want to sit here watching TV while I take Spencer to the movies? Are you asking me if I'll babysit? <laughs> yeah. Tonight at seven twenty or nine fifteen. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I can do that. I mean, don't tell me offline. I mean, I'm not going to corner you, but tell no, me no, if you no, can't do fine. that. No, no, you're fine. No, because are you guys going to go to this movie? I think I think it would be really fun for Spence to do that because he's been working really hard and he's getting his ball snipped tomorrow and I think he needs a little bit of a pick-me-up. Uh, will Halo be asleep if I come to 7.20? Yes, because she goes to bed at 7. Okay, so I'll be there at like... What time do I need to be there? Like 7... 10 uh how far cinemark, is the theater cinemark jordan landing where's that at i don't know oh that's close that's like 10 minutes away yeah and there look trust me when i tell you the theaters are giving you 25 minutes of uh trailers and cool commercials before so yes so I will yeah watch come at seven twenty. <laughs> so it's, yeah we'll put her away <laughs> <laughs> i'll be there at seven ten. cool cool <laughs> we'll put that her is so- Thank you. Anybody, get yourself a friend that you can ask last minute to (laughs) babysit so you can take your husband. No, honestly, if you gave me time to think about it, I would have said no. But um, oh, oh, so corner them first. (laughs) No, no, no. No. Like I'm in the moment. Like that's the best time to plan for me. Is like we're like, what are you doing right now? And I'll be like, nothing. Like cool, let's go do it. But like if you were like, hey, can you watch her next Thursday? I'd be like, don't know. I can come up with reasons why I can't. Actually, I'm busy. Note to self: get busy. Get note to busy. Self, note to self: stay offline between the hours. Of- <laughs> no, I don't do that shit. I'm usually just asleep. Yeah. Um, right. All right. Cool. Well, I guess I gotta go uh, get ready, get ready to, to, watch to a child. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Is this the place? Podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. 
If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.